Sky Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Keep show with Fitzy here on WEEI. You can join us at 617-779-7937. We are still awaiting news out of Foxborough. Nothing. Nothing. You get the Monday morning press conference with Bill Belichick where he reminded everybody that he was under contract. And then after that, nothing. After that, you had a few more. You had a few co- coaches fired on Monday. You had a coach fired on Tuesday. And then today, I mean... I would say Pete Carroll was fired. They wouldn't say that. They would say it was sort of a uh, mutual parting of the ways, I guess, is as close as you're going to get to it. But more coaching news in the NFL today, but yet still nothing with Bill Belichick. So uh, anything tomorrow? Fitz, do you want to take a stab? Should we do like, uh, you know, when people always guess, like, you know, when the baby's going to be due or like one of those right. kind of things? Like, should we take, should we all take a guess on when the news is going to break? Yeah, I mean, we had the Brady big board years yeah. ago. We yeah. had, like, Patriots draft boards in the studio. So why don't we have a Belichick decision board? I will go with next Tuesday. Mm. I'm going with January 16th, and I think it is because uh, at this point, maybe you just let Wild Card Weekend play out. It leaves any kind of possible Cowboys, Eagles, Bucks, door Bills door open. Yep. And at that point, you know, if all those teams move on or if they all have an extra day and they stay with their coach, maybe at that point, Roberts and Jonathan are saying, all right, there's no real trade to be had. We we need to just move on. But if they've waited this long, I could see them being patient enough to wait until next Tuesday. So my, I'm going to go with the 16th. I'm going to price this right, your ass, and <laughs> I'm going to come in with Monday. MLK Day. Oh, that actually seems tactical. Mm. Can't do it. Can't do it. If you can't, yeah, you can't no. do it on MLK Day. No, you can't. You're right. You're not going to do it over the weekend. Right. It's not happening this week. Yeah, that's what. That's kind of yeah, what I'm thinking. They're going to wait. All right. They are. Damn it. All right. Well, I'm and the other part too is it's oh, Tuesday. It's lame. It's MLK Day, but also the Eagles and Bucks play that night. Mm. So just how Dr. King would have liked it. Just what he was hoping for. Yeah, Bucks and Eagles. <laughs> but you get those. Uh, you get the whole wild card weekend game is or a weekend is in the books. Right, you have the two games on Saturday, you have three games on Sunday, right. Monday night, and then Tuesday, we'll be talking about the Bill Belichick decision. Yeah, and for Tuesday those of you that are holding out hope, like, for those of you like Stiz that are holding out hope that he stays, uh, they better at least announce it by then. What do you mean, Stiz, the Timberwolves fan? That's right, big T Wolves guy. That's right. Well, right now, I mean, T Wolves are only down three, so Stiz is right in it. I may or may not also have chosen that chosen that bet at the very last second. Yeah, like a gunpoint. But, <laughs> but Celtics. Had, the good news is you only had all day. Yeah, that's right. But Celtics 17 and 0, I mean, they got to lose at home. They, yeah. Well, they don't. Where does it say in the charter they have <laughs> yeah, to? Okay, fair. Fair. I'd rather them get it over with, though. Celtics are up one at the half. Ooh. They've gone to the See, uh, halftime. See, once again, I said earlier the, the bet I wanted to make was Timberwolves covering that nine and a half point spread. And said, I chose Wembenyama, who probably will break a fingernail in the first quarter. Oh, for sure. You see when he yeah. stumbled over like the ball boy and was out? He like legit st- he, like tripped over a ball boy and was out with like an ankle thing <laughs> a couple weeks back. He's just so big. He's so tall. Like he's insanely so freakishly tall. If you saw him in public, would you be like a little nervous? Oh, I'd, absolutely. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, not, people aren't built this this high. 
Yeah, I, did I ever tell you the time I met Taco Fall at the Patriots Holy game? Holy smokes, no. Okay, so I met him, and I asked if I could get a photo with him. And just to prove how tall he was, the person who framed the photo made my hairline the top of the photo. And I'm six foot two. So <laughs> they made my hairline the top of the photo, the photo frame. And it only made it up to like halfway up his ribs. Oh, that's hilarious. So his head is no. out of the frame. <laughs> so you talk about Paul the Goat, isn't it? It's like, yes, it, it is. A monster. Yeah, that I was, was... It was just, I've never seen somebody so large in my life. That was it's pretty good. Oh, Stiz, do you have a, a Patriots decision day you want to you wanna mm, pin down? I'm I'm torn on this Friday or Friday, January 26th, but... Um, you, you're Friday feeling... 26? What are they going to skip the trade? 19th? Trade. Yeah, yeah. No. I think, I so think this Friday or two weeks? Yeah. I'll go, with, I'll go with this Friday. All right, so the 12th. All right, so Stiz is down for the 12th. Me and Fitz are going the 16th. Are you, or did you go 16th, Fitz, or did you pick a different day? I'm taking the same day as you. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Keith in Providence. He wants to talk Pat's draft. Keith, what do you have? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm in Tiverton, not Providence. Oh, my God. Honest mistake, Keith. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah, in the draft, um, I, I don't think I would take a quarterback this year. I wouldn't care if I lost another season and took my quarterback next year. This year, I solidify offensive weapons in my offensive line. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, Keith, there's an argument that could be made for that, that you've got really good. It's not in Providence. Are you high? Yeah, what are you talking about? Cla- by the way, classic Tiverton response. It is, it. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, know, you so could argue for that. You could punt that on argument, quarterback Rich. this year. You've got to take a stab at it, though. You have to take a stab at it because there's no guarantee you're going to be up that high again next year. Think about how bad the Patriots were this year. They're horrible, right? Horrible. And you know, they had the third pick, and with different tiebreakers and things, it could have easily been even a little bit worse than that. Every year there's going to be a handful of teams that are just the pits. And I hate doing that game of, well, you know who's coming out next year? You know who's coming Like, no, no, we're, we're in the right now. They need to take a quarterback. I think the argument is, do you take it at three or at 35? I think that's sort of a little bit more of an argument because they do have so many needs. But I can't go... Because I don't know, I don't want to put words in, uh, in Keith's mouth, but that doesn't mean Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, does it? Like, you need some, you need a fresh quarterback in here, at the very least. All right, so let me, let me, uh, let's, let's add a little fuel to the fire. Let's do it. Um, so, what are the Atlanta Falcons waiting for? Like, they have made, they've like sort of maybe kind of, you know, like we've heard that they really want to make a play for Belichick. And that this is like the, the the reports have been that they want to make a full court press for Belichick. Yeah. After Arthur Smith was dismissed, we've heard really next to nothing about any other interviews or candidates being flown in down there. Yeah, Do we I, think that is as there is. Are we not making enough about this one right there, or is that well, just in the pile per se? I think they're probably just like anybody who wanted Mike Vrabel, Patriots. They waited until they got fired. And if you're the Falcons, you're like, well, they're not bringing Bill back. Like, If they're reading the room, if they're listening to all the local and national guys, they're like, Bill's gone. So why doesn't, as soon as he is let go or parts ways or however you want to describe it, that's mm-hmm. when we'll swoop in and we'll interview him and we'll offer him the most money and we'll and we'll go from there. Uh, we speak, You mentioned Arthur Smith. Uh, texter from the 413. Uh, love the show. Why are people saying Arthur Smith for OC? He doesn't know how to use weapons. Good Lord, that's an awful take. Give me someone without Bill Stink, too. 
The only reason why I think you're hearing Arthur Smith is because he paired well with Mike Vrabel. I'm not they worked together those yeah, first. Uh, that's it. I'm not like a big advocate for Arthur 18, Smith. 19, 20, three years they worked together. Yeah, and, and the reason why he got the job in Atlanta was he was one of these hot shot offensive coordinators. Like, oh, he made Ryan Tannehill into something. So that's why you're hearing it. I I wouldn't be like, I'm not adamant for that. I'd I'd rather have somebody from McVay's. You ever side. watch him on McAfee by chance? Arthur Smith. Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, uh, he so he was a regular guest all season long. I think Thursdays. Oh, really? On Pat McAfee. Huh. Yeah. Now Aaron Rodgers gone. Well, the, um, it was misleading. It was like Aaron Rodgers no longer a guest on Pat McAfee. Dot dot dot. This season could be it could be a permanent day as well. It, we'll it see. could be, but like the headline was pretty misleading because I was yeah. like, oh my god, they gave him the boot, and then it's like. Well, no, for the rest of this year, and there was exhaustion. Like McAfee was saying, that just like his mentions, he couldn't handle it anymore. Just and also, to be quite honest, you can, I, you and I are both proponents of talking about things that are involved in or adjacent to the life of a sports fan on a sports radio show. It doesn't have to just be sports, 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 stats, stats, stats. Mm-hmm. But twenty five minutes of uh, Vax talk and Fauci burns is just like eventually, it's like <laughs> you got after, it, going after you Kimmel. It. You didn't like it, yeah. Yeah, like it's just, I don't it, think it, I don't think Kimmel's, I understand. I don't think Kimmel's um, but popped Smith, up on that. He was on all season. He's like so was Saban as well. Mm. Um, odd bird, definitely an odd bird. Like yeah, um, I haven't seen a McAfee interview, but I've seen like a couple of his press conferences and stuff. Well, I mean, when you're born into billions, like he's a billionaire. Yeah, he is. Aaron Rodgers was born into billions. No, oh. no, Arthur Smith. Oh, I know. No, Aaron Rodgers is weird because he doesn't talk to his family. Yeah, Arthur. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers doesn't. Arthur Smith's talk to dad him. is like the head of FedEx. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, a lot. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got that. Yeah, going it's on. a lot of money there. But yeah, I just I have a hard time uh, passing up on the quarterback this year because mm-hmm. I feel like this is a pretty good quarterback draft. Uh, we'll see what next year brings. There's always a couple guys that are kind of you know not on the radar and then go shooting up. I mean, you go back to the Joe Burrow year, the year before his last year at LSU, it was like he would have been a fifth round pick had he gone pro, and then he goes. Mm-hmm throws like 60 touchdowns. He's the number one overall pick, and he's one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. So it's hard to really project what next year's class is going to be anyway, but I think you need to get on that. I think you need to get on the uh, the the quarterback, the next quarterback, and you have two good picks in order to do that. And it doesn't mean you can't trade up, right? You can trade up from the second round too, or you can trade up if you're so inclined to get Caleb Williams or, or Drake May. So I understand they have a lot of needs, but quarterback's also the most important position in the world so it, it is i mean in his next year's quarterback draft going to be that much better See, that you're I just going to wait out wait it out this year i and, don't think so and you certainly don't have anyone you don't sorry you don't have anyone on staff right now that is going to be a plug-and-play solution sorry. you think either of those guys are on the roster next year i it might i mean i guess it depends we don't know who the gm and the coach are but i would just say like what if oh man what if rabel the first thing he says is like i'm gonna first, uh I'm going to clean things up. I'm honored to continue Coach Belichick's legacy of winning ways here. I told you how I felt about this place. One thing I haven't told you is how much how big a fan I am of Mac Jones. Here, record drop. <laughs> yeah. No. What now? No. Why? Well, like, do you think uh, is does Kraft want to salvage Mac Jones? And is that why Kraft could be enamored with Josh McDaniels? Because the last time we saw Mac Jones look halfway decent was with Josh McDaniels. I know the, your facial expression is how I feel. But I'm just, I'm simple. Sometimes you find mold on the side of the bread loaf and you just don't pick it off. Just pitch it, put it in the compost, give it to the birds. But I just wonder if he's like, 
if there's truth to the fact that Robert Kraft really liked the Mac Jones pick, it was backing Mac Jones. If there's any truth at all to Mac Jones started as many games as he did because Robert Kraft likes him, is he going to try to salvage him at all? Because I don't feel like Robert Kraft is of the rip the Band-Aid off mindset, hence why Mike Vrabel and Gerard Mayo were like the top candidates. It's not any of these outsiders. And there's at least something with that Josh McDaniels report. The guy and McDaniels could be back. It's like, why? For God's sakes. How many times can he come back? Like, enough is enough. And if I'm Josh McDaniels, you get, like, how what, $10 million next year to do nothing or however many million he's making to do nothing. You don't have to come back and be the offensive coordinator of a Patriots team. If you're Josh McDaniels, to if you have any further coaching aspirations, and I cannot imagine a third NFL team no. would take a chance Won't on happen. given how – Right, so so your chances of coaching again are at the high school level for fun. Yep. Full well knowing that you are an almost hundred millionaire, you <laughs> can coordinate in the NFL perhaps, or you can coach in the collegiate ranks. So which way would you go if you were him? Um, I mean, at this point, he's been in that NFL grind for such a long time. Even though he's not the oldest guy in the Just world, go raise your kid. Go, you go got kids. kids. I would, uh, yeah, I would take a year. If I'm making, if I'm, that money's coming in no matter what for the next few years, mm-hmm. I'd probably take, take my time. Now I, I could see start a food truck, travel. I don't care. Do I could something. see option C or whatever, I guess on there. College. No, um, not back in new England, but if bill goes to the chargers, let's say, Mm. Team he up works with, with Herbert and takes Herbert to the next next level. Yes, hey, because I think what makes yeah. sense with that is all right. It's a change of scenery, but it's still Belichick, who might be the only guy that would hire you and coach out. So say Bill has two or three more years, you're not you collect another paycheck for two or three years, and then at that point, you know whatever happens happens. But you could still retire really early and make all that money. Yeah. So that'd probably be the best thing for him. All right, let's take a look at all these wild card games coming up here. It's super wild card weekend starting on Saturday. Uh, you can join us as well at 617-779-7937. It's Keith and Fitzy here on WEI. Right now here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now here's What's Trending on WEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Some football news. Pete Carroll, who's been the head coach of the Seattle Heat Seahawks for 14 seasons now, he has been let go by the team. In a statement released by the team's chair, Jody Allen, she said, Carroll is to remain within the Seahawks organization, but not as the team's head coach. Also breaking tonight, Nick Saban out at Alabama. He's planning to retire. Saban was hired by the University of Alabama in 07. He's led the Crimson Tide program to six national championship wins and 11 Southeastern Conference championships. Celtics, they're home tonight where they have a perfect 17-0 record. Timberwolves in town. Right now at the half, the Boston Celtics up 54-53 to over Minnesota. Uh, Drew Holiday, Al Horford both in for the Celtics. Kristaps Porzingis is out. Rudy Gobert is also out for the Timberwolves. The Bruins lost on the road in Arizona last night, falling 3-4 to to the Coyotes in overtime. Linus Olmark sustained a lower body injury late in the game. He had to be helped off the ice by two teammates. Bruins back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll be in Vegas to face the Golden Knights. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. 
back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're having a nice Wednesday night. We're just a couple of days away from Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. Six games. Six games. Doubleheader on Saturday. You got the tripleheader on Sunday. And then it wraps up with uh, a Monday night football game. I said we just go right through these bad boys. I, I say we do too, and you know what? Let's be let's be the guys. Let's be the football yeah. guys that don't complain about there being a game Saturday night on Peacock. I'm not gonna. I'm not worried about that. I will nope. sit there and I will fire up the Peacock app, and I'll be watching Chiefs Dolphins. That's I'm fine. Turn on the football channel, whichever yep. one it is, starting at 4:30 Saturday. Yep. And the television is. I'm just gonna snap that dial off. Yep. That's it. Rip the buttons away. <laughs> snap it right off. So you got. Uh, NBC and Peacock on Saturday. If everybody can wrap their minds around that. That's not too hard to handle there. Sunday, CBS, Fox, NBC. All right. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward. Monday night is ESPN or ABC. There you go. Your Tariko, by the way, is being an absolute warrior in doing two games this weekend. Good for him. Good for him. I, enjoy doing my, I honestly enjoy Mike Tariko on the play-by-play call a lot. Do you? Yeah, I do. I don't really have a strong uh, Tariko opinion, I don't think. No? No. I think he got by with some, wasn't there some weird stuff with him going all the way back in the day? Like there was, yeah, there was some stuff. He may or may not have uh, had, know, some, had stuff. some things going on at the Espen. Yeah. I mean. That said, we all learn from that's, our That's mistakes. right. That's right. You know, uh, what, what you were many years ago is not what mm-hmm. you are today, standing before God. So <laughs> all that changes. All right. First game on the slate, 4.30 p.m. kickoff on NBC. From Houston, NRG Stadium, C.J. Stroud and the Texans Mm -hmm. taking on Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns. Wow. And would you ever have believed that when the Cleveland Browns lost their starting quarterback for the season and went through a a cavalcade of signal callers, they would end up with a 38-year-old Jim Rat from Jersey (laughs) on the road with 11 wins, a a two-and-a-half-point Road fave. No, it's insane. No, I didn't think either one of these teams were going to make the playoffs. Even with Deshaun Watson, I didn't pick the Browns to make the playoffs. And then as soon as he went down, I'm like, oh, they're for sure not going to make it. I thought Kevin Stefanski might be one of the names that we hear this week about being fired had it gone south in Cleveland. I didn't think they were going to be 11-6. and six. He's no, going to win Coach of the Year. He might. Against the runner-up for Coach of the Year. <laughs> I was going to say, this is, the, this is a real coach battle. When you have a rookie quarterback versus Joe Flacco, that is pretty impressive. And Houston, going into this year, I thought it was going to be Houston and the Colts competing for worst team in the conference. I thought Same. every other team was going to be playing for something, mm-hmm. and but not those two. And the Colts were in it right till the end. And the Texans found a way to get the 10 wins and uh, and get it. So they have the rookie coach. They have the rookie quarterback. And they also have a guy from the Kyle Shanahan tree and Bobby Slowick as the first-year offensive coordinator. Hot commodity. Hot commodity this guy is. And uh, so, I mean, I'm rooting for the for the Texans in this one. And I don't see how you – well, I mean, I guess the Browns, they, they haven't – if it was Deshaun Watson, I think everybody would be rooting against them. But because it's Flacco off the couch, it's like, all right, either way, it's a good story. Whatever team goes to the next round, that's fine. I am rooting for the Cleveland Browns, even okay. though I know uh, – I heard this earlier today. 83% of the money that's been bet on the game, on the Browns. Really? They yeah. still think the Texans are ready for it. Right, and, the, it. and the road dogs have done well in the wild card round in the last couple of years. All that being said, mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Cleveland because I full well anticipate the two slots behind them. 
the seeds six and seven being Miami and, of course, Pittsburgh to lose this weekend, which would then send the lowest seed to the top seed who had the bye. Give me, I need, I want, we all want and deserve Ooh, there you go. Flacco and the Browns in Balmer next weekend. I mean, that's, oh, that's a good one because you get a lot of it's at. you get a lot of really good matchups this weekend and Browns Texans isn't necessarily one of them. However, it could set up a real juicy matchup. Yep. And that's... you're going to have Amari Cooper back for Cleveland, which yep. makes a big difference for Flacco's offense. And he yeah. didn't even seem to need him as they were lighting up the Jets and he was throwing for 350 a game. I just don't like that Cleveland defense will be the healthiest it's been in a while. Mm-hmm. I think Stroud's going to struggle a little bit. I think Flacco will have a good game, maybe not a crazy game like he's had, mm-hmm. but they're going to be too much, and this will likely set up, uh, like I said, one of the great reunion bowls of these playoffs. Yeah, one of, uh, I think, what is it, just two home dogs. Uh, you had the, In the first game and the last game, you have a home dog, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm torn on that one. We'll pick all the game. We'll, we'll keep track of all of our playoff records. I'll, I'll get your picks okay. on Friday. We don't, the line could change or whatever else. So we'll get everybody's picks for Friday. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see the Browns definitely going in there and winning. Now, 8 o'clock Saturday, mm-hmm. Dolphins, Chiefs. Both teams are 11-6. and six. It is the Tyreek Hill Bowl. These teams played each other earlier in the year where the Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21-14. to 14. Uh, game is in Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs are four and a half point favorites, but the Chiefs just haven't looked right. They, I, nope. they just they haven't all season. Travis Kelsey doesn't look right. Mahomes clearly doesn't. The offense is not the same with uh, Matt Nagy back as the offensive coordinator. They went three and three. Actually, no, they went five hundred. They they were six and one to start the year, and then they. Mm-hmm. limped to an 11 and 6 so finish. many teams yeah. limped down the stretch yeah. like Jacksonville right. who they were 8 and 3 competing for the number 1 spot in the American Football Conference they finished 9 and 8 what a awful skid that they went on I know down the stretch um who else went on a just an absolute Eagles the Eagles, Eagles were the yeah, pits. Eagles were 10 and 1 now they're yeah. 11 and 6 so they went 1 and 5 over their final 6 as well um but look I at, watched a cut up of Trevor Lawrence yeah. near touchdown passes this year Dude almost could have had 50 touchdown passes. Calvin Ridley <laughs> yeah. dropped so many touchdowns oh, this year. It's just, it, and Evan Ingram missed out on so many. Like, anyone who wants to try to do that whole, like, Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence, look at this. Shut up. No, Stop. please God, don't no. even, please don't. Do you see how many please catches don't. Evan Ingram had this year? How many? It was like 114 or something. Yeah, that was on that was on a uh, franchise tag deal. It was bizarre. He's get a nice piece of paper. Uh, the, the Chiefs after the bye week. They uh they went four and four after the bye week. Their four wins mm-hmm. were against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I forget if McDaniel's was there or not for that. No, no, I think that was an Antonio Pierce game. But they that was but, the one in Vegas. Uh, yeah, they won in Vegas. Where again, you have a team that already fired their coach. They beat the Patriots, who are probably about to fire their coach. They beat Cincinnati, who didn't have Joe Burrow, and they beat the Chargers, who already fired their coach. Like four trash wins. <laughs> and then Not they great. and then they lost to Philly. And it was after that that Philly went on their skid. They lost to Green Bay, Buffalo, and uh Vegas. So they split with Vegas in the last four. So I mean I'm tempted to pick Miami, but the other knock on Miami has been they have really struggled this year against good teams. They have sort of yep. taken care of business against all the bad teams. So and as we mentioned last night on the program, this one might be one of the coldest games in NFL history. Yeah. Game time kick s- might be minus one degree. 
Have, oh, yeah, I was going to say two <laughs> things. One, our prediction of the AFC North potentially being the first division ever mm-hmm. to send four teams to the playoffs almost came true. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the Steelers close. made it a ten and seven. Cincinnati finished nine and eight. I know, which is very, which is impressive. So yeah, it they is. Came, they came that close. But number two, it's not just going to be like zero or minus one, like as cold as it was when the Pats played the Titans in January two thousand four. Right now, currently, Rich, the low actual, not real feel. Yeah, yeah. The the low temperature Saturday night in Kansas City, Missouri, negative eight. I mean. Are they going to cancel the That's game? That's dangerously. <laughs> I was going to say. How many, like... And then you get the you get the couple of guys out there that are like, I'm not wearing sleeves. It's like, no, you might need to actually... No, you could die. You could die. You could die. Your arms could freeze. I saw a snow piercer. I saw, you see what happens when oh, you put yeah. your arm out in the cold for too long. <laughs> it's not good. So no. That'll be another reason to uh, tune into that one. And yet, you know what? Watch. It'll be a ton of points. Yeah, the over-under is 44 and a half. It will, Watch. It, but, I mean, these offenses are capable of it, although the Chiefs have not looked like it, but... We know the Dolphins can put up a, a bunch of points. Mm-hmm. All right, so on Sunday, this is the game that I think everybody expects to be the most lopsided. The 1 o'clock game is the Bills hosting the Steelers. I still Biggest can't. Biggest spread of the weekend. Yeah, you're right, 10 points. I can't believe Pittsburgh made the playoffs. Ugh. That team stinks. They do, and that, now they're without their best defender. Right, TJ Watts out, and so whatever kind of chance they may have had. Because I know the Bills' record down the stretch was pretty good. Everyone's like, oh, they turned it around. Right after we found out how Sean McDermott motivates his team, that they were able to kind of pull it together and win the division. But I just I don't see this Bills team this year going on a very deep run. I mean, I think they win on Sunday, but I don't think they go much further than that. Ooh, look at this, uh, Rich. Sunday in Buffalo, where the Bills are, like I said, biggest spread over a Super Wild Card weekend. They're minus ten against the Steelers, who I expect to generate next to absolutely no offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, all due respect to Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, who's been running his ass off recently. Sunday's forecast, high of 25. Uh, flurries possible. Uh, snow, yeah, snow showers. Like a dusting, so just, you know, good for the decoratives. It's going to feel like it's 6 degrees and winds from 20 to 40 miles an hour. Nice. Nice. That'll be a good, be a good ball game there. Good time. A little handle of fireball. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need that. People lighting themselves on fire in the uh-huh. tailgate, as always. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so you have uh, back-to-back kind of weather games, and then you uh, close Sunday with uh, two dome games. So you have mm-hmm. Cowboys, Packers, mm-hmm. uh, Mike McCarthy Bowl taking on his former team. The uh, Cowboys eight zero at home, so they are significantly better at home. It was super important that they win the division, and they did, taking on the Green Bay Packers to clinch their spot on the final week of the season, nine and eight. We had mentioned earlier, Dak Prescott led the league in touchdown passes. Jordan Love was second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of those guys over 30. Wow. Cowboys, everybody always feel like, because they, they prove it to be true, are going to choke at some point in the playoffs. The question is, what round? Uh, or are they different? Or is this a different Cowboys team? How do you handicap Dallas this year? I think Dallas, I mean, I want the Packers to win so bad it hurts. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, it's great that they made it. In Jordan Love's first full year as a starter, to start off the way that they did, turn the season around, have the second half that they did, and see the promise that this guy with the young tight ends and receivers has is awesome. Like, the Pack are going to be in it. The NFC North is going to be a blast for years to come. This just doesn't feel like their time. Yeah. They hang for a half. They score a couple points. Yeah, Dallas what, pours it on in the end. It's one of those ones where they do end up being really good. You look back on it, and you're like, oh, yeah, Jordan Love finally got the job. 
made the playoffs that year. It's like, yeah, they lost to Dallas, but he learned the blah, 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 and then he was able to go from there. I'm with you. It was a valuable lesson. Like, Mike, if right. Mike McCarthy losing to oh, that'd be this team, it would, be, it would just be too delicious. It would be. I, I mean, it would have to be. It would be an abject failure yeah. by the Dallas Cowboys. Like, because you got to expect, like, that, like, the Green Bay defense is not great. Jair Alexander will be back, which helps. Also, great job by him photobombing a reporter's stand-up outside of Lambeau earlier this week. He actually walked into a reporter's frame, yelled, the pack is back, and the reporter mistook him for a fan and said, hey, listen to this fan right here. Was it Jair Alexander the other day that got, suspe- or got suspended by right. the team because yeah. he appointed himself captain and then... <laughs> He went out and called the coin toss, and well, he then wasn't he supposed to, and then he and then he almost screwed it up from there. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, a wild card man. Like, like that, he's fun. That series of events is so good. He's like, I've decided I'm captain today. I've decided I'm going to go out there and I'm going to call heads or tails. I'm going to win it, but then I'm going to almost screw it up because instead of saying deferring, I'm going to say we want defense. But thankfully, Matt Lafleur doesn't trust any of the guys on his team, so he already told the ref, no matter what these idiots say, I want to defer. Like, what a comedy act that is. It's, like, kind, it of, it's like, kind of outstanding. It really is. It's one of my favorite moments of the NFL season, is a guy just being like, oh, I'm from this area, so I'm obviously the captain today. It's like, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> Do you remember last year when the Dolphins came back and beat a, unfortunately, concussed Tua on Christmas Day 2022? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jair Alexander did a post-game interview with Pam Oliver for about 30 seconds. Didn't understand a single word he said. So good. It was like Jamal Williams. He was just talking about, yeah, well, this. this <laughs> just with a lot of finger pointing and I mean, swag. So, I, yeah. like, I absolutely love this man. Oh, my God. Was that funny? Like, what a, what a ridiculous story. I've appointed myself captain. But then he's out there with other captains. <laughs> hey, hey, look at and, me. And then he's like, heads. And the other guy's like, you're not even supposed to be out here, let alone call it. He's like, we want defense. Which would have meant they would have been on defense both halves. <laughs> I'll say this. So right now, I love it. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson have both been limited. I feel like uh, that's Christian, their career. I mean, I know they're, they're well, both only two years, but they're like they're limited all the time. God, he has such vintage piano wires for mm-hmm. hamstrings. The guy is <laughs> yes. out every other week. He only plays like nine, ten games. That said, when he's in, he's holy good. smokes, what a deep threat. Mm-hmm. If Dobbs and Watson can play, I'll give the pack a chance of covering. If one or both are out, no shot. Yeah, no, that's fair. A lot of people made uh, such a big deal out of the Tyreek Hill season, and as they should, he was great. Or like uh, A.J. Brown season. C.D. Lamb, if you weren't paying attention to this, led the league with 135 catches, had 1,749 yards receiving and 12 touchdowns. Wow. (laughs) He had an insane season. All right, that's, Sunday that's night. Monster. Sunday night, you got the Matthew Stafford Bowl. So you have the Mike McCarthy Bowl, the Tyreek Hill Bowl, and now the Matthew Stafford Bowl as the yep. Detroit Lions, winners of the NFC North, host the L.A. Rams. It's a three-point spread in favor of Detroit. Uh, also, you know, because the Stafford Bowl is also the Jared Goff Bowl, who had himself a, uh, a really good season. Sean McVay versus Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this one. This one should be pretty good. I think most believe this to be the marquee game of the weekend. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I, Sam, so uh, I texted a buddy who's a Lions fan, and he's, he's, he's like, yeah, I got some buddies that go to Iowa. Word is that Laporte is going to try to play. You know, no, no definite word yet, but I think he's going to try to game it, which would be great for them. 
doesn't like yeah. so I just don't see like how this lines up. This is such a bad matchup for Detroit because while Detroit, you know, Goff has had his old turnaround and I love Ben Johnson's offense and this is a massive resume builder and audition for him as a head coach candidate. At the same time, like Stafford, like Kyron Williams, Stafford's been playing his ass off. Mm -hmm. Kyron Williams has been a revelation, just the same way CeeDee Lamb has, Rich. But Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, like what defense is built or equipped to handle two six-foot-something, sure-handed, long-limbed receivers like these guys? Yeah, not many. It's hard. I mean, they're a matchup nightmare, and it's not as if the secondary of the Lions is that great. Now, they do get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back, Mm -hmm. which helps, but... I see this one going tooth and nail, and it's going to be like, can you imagine if Stafford goes in and finally gets a win at at Ford Field? It just happens to be in a different uniform. Oh, my God. That would be such a killer to Detroit to have Stafford come in and beat him. And to uh, be you. I mean, what a season for McVay, too, because it's been an up-and-down kind of run there in L.A., but then to turn it around to have this, to get the season out of Puka Nakua that they did and then – to you know, it was touch mm-hmm. and go there the last couple of weeks, but they get mm-hmm. into the playoffs, and now they got a they got a good chance to go on a little bit of a run. That's one of those teams like outside of the top seeds that yeah. are kind of a scary team that could could rip off some wins. Uh, and then Monday night it wraps up with the Philadelphia Eagles, who were awful down the stretch, one and five in their last six games against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who win the worst division in football, uh, the NFC South. They go nine and eight. Mm-hmm. And a must-win game against Carolina in uh, the last game of the season. They won nine nothing, and uh, but my guy Baker Mayfield back in the playoffs. I just don't know if they have enough. I, I like Tampa's. I, they're just not great. They're just but the so Eagles are bad. Yes, like they, it's it doesn't look does, right anymore. Does Tampa? Does Tampa like? Does do the Eagles finally get it together? Do they play enough of a base defense to contain Tampa enough to let their offense? My uh, guess is they Paul, win. And Brown's dinged up. I think, yeah. I, th- I think Philly wins, but like an ugly game where you're like, all right, they're in the next round, but I don't feel any better than I did the week before, other than that they're still playing. Like season. Yeah. They win like 17-12, and you're like, Ugh. Actually, no, maybe not 12. They're going to score. Tampa will score more points against the Matt Patricia defense than 12, but it'll be like a gross game. But what if Mike Evans is just like, you know what? I'm not sure I'm going to be here next year. Baker Mayfield's like, I'm, I got to audition for a three-year deal someplace. What if they just sling it and decide That'd to be just great. like it's Godwin and Evans and yeah. he just comes out and it's like you know 45 pass attempts throws for 300 yards two touchdowns and a pick but like or or maybe more like I'll give Tampa a chance. Yeah, oh they definitely have a chance. And they're at home on top of it, right? Like we've seen yeah. years where was it the Seahawks? It was like seven and nine made the playoffs, and there East was like, quake year, yeah. And then they won, right? They won their first game. They're like, oh, they mm-hmm. shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Like, well, they they just won. Yeah. Uh, so I can see that. And Baker Mayfield, it's funny how how football works. He's the number one overall pick in the draft. Ha- actually wins a playoff game in Cleveland, but then they sour on him after like four coaches, four coordinators. Mm-hmm. They bring in Deshaun Watson. He has to go sign a one-year deal with Tampa. But if he plays well, he could cash right back in. He could get a huge contract if he yeah, plays well. He had that well. lost year last year uh, with Carolina, but that yeah. was the Matt Rule garbage. And, and then remember he went to L.A. He learned the playbook in two days and actually played well for the Rams. He won that Thursday night football <laughs> yeah, game. I know. And then this year he threw 28 touchdowns and threw for over 4,000 yards. I mean, like the game on paper should be a fine. I'll watch it because it's on. Yeah. But that might, uh, might be a sneaky, entertaining game. And he's only 28 years old. Like, that's another, like, the Patriots should have kicked the tires on him this year. And you say they won't again. That's right. They, I, they probably should. 
So here you go. There's a quick little rundown of uh, Wild Card Weekend. There's uh, six games. I think most of them look pretty good, to be honest. I think outside of Bill Steelers, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of in on all of them. Uh, you guys can join the show six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Coming up in Kiefer Madness, actually a, uh, a sports related Kiefer Madness, as one of the greatest coach rants I have ever heard mm-hmm. took place last night in the NBA. So we will play that for you coming up in Kiefer Madness uh, on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy W E E I. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Keefe, I think it is. Rich Keefe. Who is that? How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Keefe? Where, where is he? Where's Keefe? Where is Keefe? Hey, I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Keefe of Madness is so hit or miss. Keefe's a nice guy. Keefe's a nice guy. Keefe Madness? It's Keefe Madness on WEEI. I bring it. Your former host at Big Mush. Wow. The hashtag find fast meat. It's all it does is hang. All right, here we go. Time for Kiefer Madness on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEEI. A rare sports madness tonight, Fitzy. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Does not involve aliens or ghosts or animal attacks or anything like that. The women that fall in love with trees. Not that one. That was a classic. That was an instant classic. Nope. Uh, ecosexual. Does not involve that. This one involves the wide world of sports, specifically the NBA. Last mm-hmm. night. Out in Los Angeles, California, the Lakers were hosting the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers got a one-point win, 132-131. to 131. And in the fourth quarter, I'll tell you, the free throw numbers were a little skewed. The Lakers in the fourth quarter attempted 23 free throws to the Raptors, two. 23-2. That's right. So uh, the late great Tommy Heinsohn would have not been thrilled with what was going on there in L.A. So new Raptors head coach Darko Rajakovic. He's in year one. He had been a uh, a longtime assistant in the league, but he's year one as the head coach of the Raptors. He took to the postgame show or I'm sorry, the postgame press conference and did not hold back. Here he is on uh, what happened last night. Outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I all, I understand uh, respect for all-stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league. He goes every single time to the rim with force, trying to get, get uh, to, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain it that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during the whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. <laughs> I love this guy. 
I absolutely love him. And if you're Scotty Barnes and if you're the guys in the Raptors, how can you not love the guy? Coach has your back. Like, big time he has your back. I mean, I... I thought that was a great rant. I mean, first of all, it's on the, the refs, so I'm usually going to side with the uh, the player or the coach, whether it was Jalen Brown the other night or whether it was uh, uh, Coach Darko here with the with the uh, Toronto Raptors. That was that was fantastic. He was so mad. It's a complete crap. 23 free throws to two in a one-point game where the Lakers, who have been awful this year, I mean, they're 500. Mm-hmm. LeBron's complaining every single night about well, this, that, and the other thing. They got their championship. They're the they in-season tourney champs. They won the in-season tournament. They were able to raise a banner for that. That was very good. But, uh, yeah, they needed all those free throws. Anthony I, Davis. I, I'm sorry. I just don't see it in an NBA game. Yeah. Unless we're talking about, like, Shaq versus, like, a right. you know a, a college team. How the foul disparity can be 23 free throws to two in a quarter. 23 to 2 and for the game it was 36-13. So really going into the Get out of here. Yeah, 36-13, but which means going into the fourth quarter it was pretty even and then the fourth quarter went crazy. Anthony Davis took 11 free throws himself. And uh yeah, I mean that is he was pissed, but I I also feel like in in the uh the Raptors they took 35 threes. So, I mean, that's not like the Celtics some nights taking 50. You know, they took mm. 35. So, clearly they were going into the ta- attacking the basket a little bit more. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. I, I agree. I like, love Scotty Barnes. Scotty yeah. Barnes had 26 points in the in the game. But I'll tell you that it's been a little while, I feel like, since we've had the, oh, that's a classic coach rant. Remember, like, you had Denny Green. That guys are savages Edwards. in the box. <laughs> you have... You had a bunch of whether it's college or pros for a little bit, and ones that they always play. I feel like this is going to make that list. Oh like, yeah, that was a one minute hot fire going like complimenting his players, ripping the refs. A couple of classic takeaway lines in there. I think this is going to be. It's a complete crap. Perfect. <laughs> it's a complete crap. I'm with them. These refs are complete crap. This will be up there with like Wally Backman. Yep. And Earl Weaver. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mike Gundy. Yeah, I'm a De, man. I'm 40. Uh, Who's that? Dennis uh, Green, Denny Green. That was rather. one of the best. We are. They are who we thought they were. And we let they them are, off the yeah, hook. That's if you want to crown them, crown them. Can you imagine crown, being crown there? <laughs> like what? No, we're just asking about the game, Denny. Yeah, you lost it. And then Herm the, Edwards. This you- just reeks, Rich. It absolutely stinks out loud of the NBA thinking like, all right, look, we got to do something to get the Lakers in the playoffs. We can't lose the L.A. market. Yes, right, and who cares? It could it's be the LeBron's Raptors. Last year. Screw them. Yes. The whistle, yeah, the fix is in. Just like no one cares about the Raptors. Just keep it close, and then in the fourth quarter, turn it on. And here's Darko, not Darko Milicic. Nope, Roger Darko Radkovich. Roger Kovic. Roger Kovic. Yeah, yeah. Just absolutely pouring it on. Just hot fire. I love him. Absolutely love it. Guys. <laughs> Guy's great. So another reason to, uh, I guess you know, you're rooting for the Raptors. I mean, you're rooting for anybody against the Lakers, but then particularly last night, he he could, he won me over. So we'll see what happens. I would imagine whatever the most you can find someone, he's going to get fined. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. I think his players. I don't know if they liked him or not before, but I'm sure he could. Uh, he completely his players. Way the fans should chip in for yeah. that one on a GoFundMe. Definitely. Scotty Barnes. He's going to be all star. I agree. It's a complete crap. All right. There is uh, three hours down, one hour to go uh, of the Rich Keefe show. <laughs> that's, 
That's I'll. I'll uh, it's a complete say, crap with Andy Hartson tomorrow. Any one of his takes. It's a complete crap. Oh my god! Please, please do that all night just, long. Just have him all night long. Put him in his place. All right, uh, get back in here at 617-779-7937. Grab back at 920, and it's Wednesday at 9, so we're going to be doing Can I Get a Ruling coming up next year on WEEI.